0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M M&M and M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Friday. Welcome in on a snow day. Woohoo! Spears on Sports, presented by M M&M and M Carnage. John Spears in the studio. Justin Kalen, uh, bundled up over in the. Uh, control center how are you today i'm good how about you it's friday i'm pumped Uh, did you uh shovel any snow today make a little extra coin no i thought about it times are tough for young guys like they are yeah i can confirm go ahead and shovel some snow especially southern indiana the driveways aren't uh aren't too bad there so actually that's not true they're huge huge driveways in southern indiana not mine friday january 19th welcome to the show M&M Courage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450. If you're bundled up at home and you'd like to join in on the conversation, that's the number, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Do you have your uh, drink over there? I do not. Yeah, me neither. I did not want to get out of the car. Same. I got out at uh, Derby City Gaming to go in and make my parlays today, and the wind was whipping. Cold. Six degrees tonight, by the way, coming up. That's pretty so chilly. That. And, you know, low to mid-50s next week. So, mm-hmm. welcome to the Ohio Valley. Thornton's text line is open, however, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that show. If you'd like an icy cold thirst quencher or maybe a lukewarm thirst quencher today, maybe, head over to Thornton's 89 cents for all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller. You heard me right, only 89 cents. Come in today, grab a fountain drink, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450 i called it snowmageddon yesterday here we are i don't know how much snow we got inch two inches up to four depending on where you're at but uh (laughs) i don't understand people it just the city shuts down Mm -hmm. what are we doing what are we doing now i give them a lot of credit The, the main arteries the roads were fine in jefferson county they were fine it looked like it had rained hard that's it yep Um, so give them credit overnight with the, uh, melting, whatever they put on the surface and snow plows everywhere. I saw a few, I drove down the street from my house today, which is not a major thoroughfare and I saw back to back snow plows back to back. I mean, that's a little overkill, (laughs) but I made it in. Matt could not make it into the show today. I guess he did have to make some extra money shoveling, uh, old people's driveways. Congratulations, Matt. (laughs) But uh, I'm here. NFL Divisional Round Weekend. We made our picks yesterday. I'll talk a little more about those games and coaching. I don't know who's going to end up where all of a sudden. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be the Chargers coach. I think Bill Belichick is going to be the Falcons coach. I think Dan Quinn maybe is going to be the Seahawks coach. What about your Titans? I don't know who's going to Tennessee. I don't know who's going to Washington. I don't know who wants to go to Carolina. Dallas is going to keep Mike McCarthy, (laughs) to the much chagrin of Cowboy fans. Seems like the Eagles are going to keep Sirianni. the Eagles are going to keep Nick Sirianni, although they're going to have to change coordinators. That's a difficult job for a coach. Hey, you know what? You flamed out at the end of the year, but we're going to give you another chance. You were in the Super Bowl last year, but guess what? You get to fire both of your coordinators. Have fun with that. (laughs) Can't be can't be a good deal for coaches, so we'll, we'll try to figure out who's going where. Break down the uh, four divisional round games this weekend: two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I'm going to give you a six pack. Now I already gave you four of them, the NFL games, but I got two college basketball games tonight that I'm going to add to it because I have spreads on these games. I don't have spreads on the Saturday games yet. Do you have? Any, have you seen any no. spreads?
1: They probably won't come out until later today.
0: Wisconsin is 10-and-a-half over Indiana tonight.
1: That much? Yeah. Doesn't
0: that seem large? And if, if Vegas – it feels like Vegas wants you to bet Indiana, which means you should bet
1: Wisconsin. I'm going to bet Wisconsin, yeah. Indiana doesn't win at Wisconsin. By the way,
0: 7.30 pregame tonight, 8.30 tip. Don Fisher on the call. Indiana-Wisconsin right here on the Big X. Indiana's 12-and-6. Four and three in conference. Uh, Wisconsin ranked eleventh, thirteen and four, five and one. They just lost their most recent game at Penn State, eighty-seven to eighty-three. First loss in the Big Ten. It ended a six-game overall winning streak. That game, as I mentioned, eight thirty tonight on FS1, not on Peacock. By the way, did you see the the uh, football numbers, TV numbers from this past weekend, no, last weekend? I have not. Saturday Browns Texans went 29 million. Okay. Sunday Packers Cowboys as you would expect went 40 million. Okay. Rams Lions 36 million. Pretty good. Monday afternoon Steelers Bills 31 million. Wow. And Eagles Buccaneers 28.6 million. The Peacock game, remember the exclusive only Peacock mm-hmm. Dolphins Chiefs, maybe the best game uh at least before the game started, we thought this is this going to be the game, $23 million. Mm. You can't. I mean, I know what they're doing. They paid $110 billion or whatever million dollars for this exclusive deal. They're paying the Big Ten a lot of money. It's difficult. It's difficult. I think we're going to this. I think in the future, there's going to be no more cable TV, no more Spectrum, no more Dish Network. You're just gonna stream everything, right? Yep. Am I wrong on that? No,
1: I agree with you. But that—that's the you're gonna
0: pay for whatever you want to see.
1: Well, and that's the one good thing about Peacock right now. I know people have been pretty mad at them and hesitant to change, and they don't want to get it. But Peacock by far is the cheapest streaming service that you can get
0: it, right
1: now. Yeah, but yeah, it'll change.
0: Now, if they're gonna pay 110 million dollars for one football game, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to raise the price for sure. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, but streaming is what you're going to have to do from now on. Whether it's, you know, pair, CBS is now paired with Paramount Plus, NBC is with Peacock, ABC is with Hulu, and ESPN's with Hulu. Also, I mean, this is what you're going to have to do. It's it's simple. Um, every TV now is a smart TV anyway, so all you do is find the app you want to download, pay the price, and there you go. Whether it's HBO Max, Disney Plus. Netflix, Amazon Prime. I got them all. The only thing I don't have is ESPN Plus, which is seems kind of ridiculous since I do this show.
1: ESPN Plus is clutch. But I
0: don't – there's there's not a whole lot of games on ESPN Plus that I would watch. Right? I remember – you're not going to remember this because you're too young. But back in the day – let me get up – hang on, let me get on my soapbox here. <laughs> Back in the day, ESPN was ESPN. And then all of a sudden they decided, hey, how about an ESPN 2, mm-hmm. right, which is part of the vernacular today. you got ESPN, ESPN 2, ESPN News. Some some ESPN of them have U. ESPN Classic, ESPN U. ESPN 2 comes out. And, there, and, and, okay, now there's an extra fee here. You're going to have to pay a little more to get both ESPN and if you want the deuce, as they called it back then. It was just kind of, I don't know if you want to call a TV channel the deuce. Does it stink? I don't know. But you had to pay a little bit extra. And nobody wanted to pay a little extra. So what ESPN did was they put Duke Carolina basketball on ESPN2. So if you wanted to watch Duke Carolina, you had to get ESPN2. And then they started doing it with other things. Yeah, hey, now we're going to put this on there. Now we're going to put this on there. Oh, you Oh, you're a, you know. You're an NHL fan? Oh, well, guess what? Uh, These hockey games are going to be on NHL. And all of a sudden, people said, oh, all right, it's an extra couple of bucks on my monthly bill here. That's fine. And that's what these streaming services are now doing. Paramount Plus. uh, Yellowstone. Are you a Yellowstone guy? I've seen Yellowstone. Now, there's a Paramount channel, and you could DVR it, and you could watch it every week. But what if you miss one? What if you're – what if your cable went out? Well, you can see them all on Paramount Plus, but here's how much it costs. You can watch them anytime you want, but here's how much it costs. It's just the way it is now. That's what Peacock has done with uh, the Big Ten football. Luckily, the funny thing about Big Ten football this past year is those Peacock games were awful. Yeah. They were bad games, right? Mm hmm. Hey, who want? Hey, guess what? Coming up on Peacock this weekend: Northwestern and Iowa. First one to ten wins. They were bad games. Wasn't that a
1: game first one to seven? One <laughs> it might have been.
0: <laughs> so Peacock, twenty three million for Dolphins Chiefs last week. Uh, the next lowest was twenty eight point six million Monday Night Football Eagles Bucks.
1: They came out with a report that said. That the NFL lost out on approximately 10 million viewers by having it on Peacock. That's about right. So those numbers add up. So it would have been about 33 million. Yeah. I I
0: would have thought on a Saturday night it would have been the the second highest watch game because the Cowboys are going to win that battle every time. And Cowboys-Packers went 40 million on Sunday afternoon. But it should have been the second highest viewed game. It was the lowest viewed game.
1: Now, think about that, John, because I'm pretty sure it's how it works. That means that... That game was on 40 million TVs. Is that how that works? Yeah. 40 million. Think about that. TVs. 40 million TVs had the Cowboys Packers game on. I got 3 TVs That's in my insane. basement.
0: That's insane. I mean, I got 3 in my basement. Now it's not going to be on all 3 TVs. I guess obviously.
1: I guess the 40 million number just seems it's so large to me. But but if you looked at the 100
0: what well, what what was that that we saw on uh the 100 most watched television Events of last year, mm-hmm. 93 were NFL games. That's crazy. It is crazy. One of them was a presidential debate. Uh, one of them was a, a parade, Thanksgiving Day Macy's parade. Mm-hmm. Remember you that?
1: The, you had the Oscars on
0: there. The Oscars. 93 of 100 were NFL games. That's crazy. All right, back to uh original programming here. Indiana, Wisconsin and I. Um, IU still has time. Now they go to Illinois after this game. Then they got two home games, Iowa-Penn State, that they should win. But steal one of these next two. That is the goal right now. Either win at Wisconsin tonight or win at Illinois next time out, which I think is Tuesday or Wednesday. Illinois struggling a little bit here lately. Wisconsin just coming off the loss. Wisconsin's opponents going into that Penn State game We're only averaging 65 and a half points a game. That is some good defense. But Penn State put 87 up on them. Now, if you looked at the numbers from this game, it might be one of those nights where it was just Penn State's night. They made threes. They didn't turn the ball over. They shot a a high percentage from two. They shot a lot more free throws than Wisconsin did. Maybe it was just one of those nights. Because Wisconsin only allows 65.5 points a game. And Indiana, who put 66 on Purdue this week, they seem to struggle away from home at scoring the basketball. That is why I changed my pick from earlier. I I loved Indiana here in this spot. I thought they're coming off the loss. They're going to be angry. It's a big number, 10.5. But then I started reading Wisconsin stats, and I thought, "Mm, yeah, this is not – the game that Indiana matches up well. You with me?
1: I'm, I'm a thousand percent with you. Yeah, I've I haven't felt good about this game all week.
0: AJ Store averages fifteen and a half. Steven Kroll twelve points, eight rebounds. Tyler Wall eleven point seven points and almost six rebounds. Last year, Indiana uh, won the only game. It was in Bloomington, sixty three to forty five. But Wisconsin had won the five previous games, and we were talking before we went on the air scooter. You think Indiana may have only won one game in the Kohl Center?
1: I think they won their first game in the Kohl Center and haven't won since.
0: <sighs> and they had a 22-point lead the last time they played in the Kohl Center and lost. Yep. Um, I don't know what it is. It's they, Friday night. There's going to be a rowdy crowd in Madison. The what else is there to do?
1: The Kohl Center and the rack up in Rutgers. We, just, we can't <laughs> win at either of those places. I don't understand it. Uh, did Xavier Johnson play the last game? Uh, very limited yeah he's been getting what's going on there There's something between the years it's is it's it a, definitely something between the a ears disconnect between Mike Woodson and him no I just think he was put in that leadership role and it was almost like he just wasn't ready to be a leader uh, he's, you, he's not playing smart basketball
0: if you remember last year I said Indiana's gonna go as far as Xavier Johnson will take him when he's good <sighs> when he's really good then they're really good. Now, TJD was TJD. Mm-hmm. You were going to get the same stuff out of him. That's why he's starting in Golden State now. Stud, in my opinion. Yep. And Hood Shafino, he was going to do his thing. He was a freshman. He was going to make mistakes, but he was going to be good for the most part. Xavier Johnson, to me, was the key. If he plays well, then you got three stars, and you're going to win the game. If he doesn't, ah, now you're in a little trouble. What do you do? Is Trey Galloway the answer? What was the answer last year? And there wasn't really one. Um,
1: well, that was the thing you mentioned.
0: So, so him being a non-factor, just uh, it's a head scratcher. With those other two guys gone now, there should be plenty of availability for him.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Trey Galloway. He was actually tasked with the point guard duties in that yeah. Minnesota game last Friday, and Indiana played really well. You had Gabe Cups get the start, which. It's it's such a hard thing to do for Mike Woodson because Gabe Cups makes the smart plays. Gabe Cups doesn't really turn the ball over, but Gabe Cups doesn't provide any scoring. Whereas if Xavier yeah. Johnson's on his game, he can put up points in a hurry.
0: Khalil Ware has got to be really good. He was really good. He's been really good most of the year. Um, he could not find his niche against Purdue. Zach will do that to you when there's yeah. a seven foot four guy waiting for you in the lane. Um and Malik renault Rino, has got to be great. Yeah, he's got to be great. He can't just be good. He's got to be great. Now I think they have an opportunity to win here tonight. But again, as I looked at the numbers, at the percentages, shooting percentages, and the defensive efficiency for Wisconsin, I I, I find it very difficult to see Indiana scoring more than. Seventy points tonight. And I think if they score under seventy, they're gonna lose.
1: Well, and for me it's coaching, right? I mean you got Greg Gard, he's he's kind of a proven guy. He's he's done some really nice things and, and the verdict's still out on Mike Woodson. Oh, really? Right?
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think the verdict's out on Mike Woodson.
1: I think I mean I'm not saying the guy I should think get the fired expectations
0: but are too high in Bloomington. That's, that's what I'm I mean I mean that's
1: been the case my whole the life. The
0: expectations are too high. Bob Knight's not walking through that door. Um, rest in peace, rest in peace. He's not walking through that door and there's, they were spoiled. Let's be honest. This fan base during the night years, even though he could be difficult wins or wins, man. Every time you woke up uh, on a Sunday morning, guess what? Indiana had won on Saturday and this is a new age of college basketball. It is there with the transfer portal NIL. There are no. Unbelievably great teams like the UCLA team of 50 years ago. See that segue? It's called a segue. <laughs> 50 years ago today, and I was 10. I was 10 years old. Long time ago. But this game was on NBC, the Peacock before it was Peacock. And Notre Dame knocked off UCLA 71-70, to 70, ending John Wooden's UCLA Bruins 88-game winning streak. That's Think about that number. Think about that number. Teams don't have eight-game winning streaks anymore. Think about it. 88. Now you had Lou Alcindor, who turned into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He had Bill Walton. Um, Those guys were unbelievable players. Walton had a little bank shot with four seconds to go, and it just rolled off the rim to win the game. 88 in a row.
1: Did they lose any more that year?
0: I don't know. I don't do research. (laughs) Sorry. Uh well let's see 50 years ago would have been 1974. Uh they won the title. I be- no, they might not have won the title. Let's look that look it up. 1974 NCAA champions. Uh but that was f- they won it. let uh, see. They won it in 75 cuz then he retired if I'm not mistaken. NC State won in NC 74. NC State with the David Thompson. Yep. All right. Well that was 50 years ago today. I was watching the video of the last Half half minute, 45 seconds. Grainy video, of course, from 50 years ago, but still fun. Notre Dame wore the gold uniforms with the green clover on them. UCLA was in those powder blue road uniforms. By the way, UCLA still got the best uniforms in the world. Best looking uniforms, football and basketball, and cheerleaders, by the way.
1: You said it was, no, it was Notre Dame that knocked them off to end yes. the streak? So they ended up losing. They played Notre Dame again. They like a week later, did yeah, and beat them by almost twenty. Yeah, in you in in L.A. But then they ended up losing at Oregon State and at Oregon. Yeah,
0: but eighty-eight still eighty-eight. Yeah,
1: and then they lost to NC State in the in the tournament mm.
0: semifinal. All right, let's take a break. Uh, six pack coming up. We'll uh, preview the college basketball weekend ahead. Georgia and Kentucky. Louisville takes on Wake Forest. Bellerman at Eastern Kentucky. We'll talk about all that. And some college football news. Is Alabama never going to be Alabama again? Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big app. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this Friday snowmageddon the sun's out now it's gonna melt it all away. as i look out here in the evangel parking lot i don't see a lot of snow left
1: <laughs> that's because we got the best plow guy in the biz
0: he was here yesterday right he was here at snow
1: 3 30 this morning he got here,
0: <sighs> but he was here yesterday just looking around to see if there were any flakes he could push out of the way <laughs> uh m&m carriage open 384 1450 to join in on the crazy conversation that is scooter and me Thornton's text line available as well, text the show at 414-1450. Scooter, I talked him into it, American Nightmare on Netflix. Yeah, man oh man. It's about two hours and 15 minutes total, three episodes, and one of those limited series, I guess they call them, documentary, about a real life sort of Gone Girl. Have you ever seen the movie Gone Girl? I have not. Will you watch it now?
1: Uh, I debated it. I probably will not. But it's maybe really good. Maybe I might. Ben Hufleck, <laughs> Uh
0: Rosamund Pike, who I don't like. I'm not a big Rosamund Pike fan. Uh, who else is in that? The guy that played uh, Barney on How I Met Your Mother, Doogie Hauser. What's his name? Mm-hmm. He's on. He's in there. Tyler Perry as a lawyer, fantastic. <sighs> but any, but anyway, American Nightmare. Give me give me a grade because I talked you into it. I hope you I hope you thought it was at least a B.
1: Well, so I went past my bedtime of nine thirty last <laughs> night. Didn't didn't crawl in bed till about ten fifteen. So it was good enough to to risk the extra sleep that I would have gotten. Right. Overall grade, I would say a minus. Okay, I'll take that. Just because there were and you and I discussed this off the air, but there were two or three things that they could have tied up or I wish they would have tied up yep. that weren't tied up. So now I'm just left wondering. Would you recommend it? Absolutely. I already have two or three different times.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because I loved it. It's my kind of thing. Yeah. Same. True crime. Uh, who who did what? Not sure what's going on. You know who to blame. At At different points in this series, you're blaming different people when mm-hmm. you don't. At it, it, the points where you don't know who di- who done it. Um, See,
1: I didn't find myself doing that. I yeah, I did that. I didn't find myself blaming anybody until the third episode. I started blaming
0: po- somebody. The police are brutal. Yeah,
1: that's who I was blaming. Oh my god, I was blaming them in season three or it, episode. It's three.
0: more of a. It's. I think the message, the number one message out of this was, don't trust the police. Yeah. I hate to say that because I do trust the police as a general rule. Sure. If anybody, policemen are out there listening, I I love you guys. man they botched this thing yep uh so there you go American Nightmare two thumbs up from me Scooter gives it a thumb and a half
1: I'll give it two thumbs so a minus is two thumb worthy yeah yeah
0: two thumb two thumb worthy very (laughs) good all right some news and notes here Alabama I don't know if their football program is going to fall apart it's too early to tell Kalen DeBoer's the new coach Nick Saban is gone Bill O'Brien is now gone he, by the way, is the new offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Ryan Day is going to give up play-calling duties to somebody else. Is this To me, this is surprising. Because if you're Ryan Day, this is my program. I'm going to go down with the ship. Instead, it feels like somebody told him, hey, the offense needs a boost somehow. You're not getting it done offensively. You've lost three straight to Jim Harbaugh. Let's get an OC in there that's going to, Raz up the offense a little bit. Is that what it feels like?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he was with New England. Yeah. Between his Alabama stint.
0: Yes. Uh, but Alabama, the uh, freshman quarterback Julian Sayan, and I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's S A Y I N. Thank you. The uh, number one quarterback in the class of 24, the previous season, freshman um, at Alabama transfer portal. He brings that number to at least 22 now, Alabama Crimson Tide, including five stars who have now left the program and six decommits, two of which were five stars. So is it falling apart at Alabama? I I saw a coach say, Kalen DeBorkin coach does a great job, but he's never recruited in the SEC. Mm -hmm. It is a different beast. Um, the first thing he's got to do is recruit the guys that are still on the Alabama roster. Yeah. Hey, you guys, get you know let's do something special. The backup at Washington quarterback has transferred to Alabama. I don't know who, what his name is. He didn't play much because Michael Penix was Michael Penix. But Kalen DeBoer wanted to bring him to Alabama. So that tells me maybe this freshman quarterback said, oh, you're bringing your guy in? I'm going to go somewhere else.
1: Now, the one thing that Kalen DeBoer has working for him is that it is Alabama, and they've got the name recognition. Absolutely. They've been, they've been in the limelight for years and years and years now. So, even if it is not Nick Saban, it might take a, a six-month to a year, even a little longer adjustment period. But I think ultimately he will get the guys that But
0: you wants. can fall off quickly. And yep, I, I know it's true. Alabama, but look at Clemson as one example. Yeah. Clemson had everything, and then all of a sudden – uh, now they're not four and eight or anything crazy like that, but Dabo had to really put it back together at the end of the year this year because he was getting a lot of heat. Yeah. It can fall apart quickly. Um, all right, that's enough for football, right? <laughs> right, Is I'm that done enough football. I'm I, done I do have to give you the six pack in the next segment: uh, four NFL games, two college basketball games tonight. You pretty much know who I'm taking here already. But uh, you, don't, you don't know what the second college basketball that's game true. is, right?
1: I'm sitting on pins and needles. Oh,
0: nails. I know. This, that's the big one, too. No, it's not <laughs> the big one. That's, I'm making that up. Georgia, Kentucky tomorrow, 6 o'clock, SEC Network. Uh, the Cats 13-3, and 3-1 and 1 in the conference. Georgia's 13-4 and 4 and 3-1 and 1 in the conference. How good is Georgia? I just don't know. Because they've won 11 of 12. Which means they were 2-3 and three at one point. And I was saying, and Tony Burke <laughs> called me out on this yesterday, I was saying Georgia's not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun.
1: You're not alone in that. I mean, they're, I, I'm not sure anybody thought that this Georgia team would be halfway decent. And they're proven they might be a little bit more than halfway decent. The
0: coach, uh, former Florida coach. Mike White. Mike White. Uh, it's interesting when you leave Florida to go to Georgia.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a
0: bold it move. It feels like a step down. It's not. It's a lateral move because uh, you're in the same conference. But, you know, like if John Calipari said, uh, I'm leaving Kentucky, I'm going to Vanderbilt, you'd, you'd kind of raise your eyebrow oh, and yeah. go, Excuse me? Um, Georgia's 43rd in Ken Palm defensive efficiency. Wow. For what it's worth. So they win with defense. Now, Mississippi State was eighth in Ken Palm defensive efficiency, and Kentucky put 90 on. Them. Kentucky, by the way, is now the leading Division I scoring team in the country at ninety point eight points per game.
1: Hmm.
0: So I don't I mean, they score a lot. I'd like to know what the in NCAA champion history, who's had the highest scoring average and where it ranked that season. Because it feels like you could score ninety a game, ninety-five, a hundred. But it feels like those teams don't win national titles because they have one bad shooting night. And normally, normally, those teams don't play defense. They want the ball. They want to get the ball back. If you want to shoot a layup so I can have the ball back and shoot a three, then I'm going to let you do that. That's normal. This is a little different. I think this Kentucky team does value defense. I think Coach Cal and Orlando Antigua and – all those guys got together this week after that A&M game and said, hey, we're, we're going to have to play defense better. They concentrated on that in practice, and it, it worked out against Mississippi State. But let's see if it works out against Georgia. Uh, Georgia is coming off a win over South Carolina on the road, 74-69. I don't know if this is just coach speak, but Mike White after the game said, well, we just beat an NCAA tournament team on the road. I don't know if South Carolina's an NCAA tournament mm. team, maybe they are. Or maybe that's just coach coach speak. Some of the UK numbers that are impressive. Fourth in Kempom offensive efficiency in the country. That's pretty pretty damn good. Uh I mentioned they lead D1 in scoring. They have a they uh get assists on 56% of their made baskets. Wow. That's a gr- that's not a good number. That's a great, great number. number. Yeah. Um so there you go. Georgia and Kentucky, they're honoring the 84 Kentucky team, which was Kenny Walker and Sam Bowie and Melvin Turpin, the late Melvin Turpin, uh, among others. That was a fun team. Uh, went to the Final Four. Okay. Do I, is it story time? Yeah, let's get it. Story time with uh, Uncle Johnny. <laughs> 1984, I was the ripe old age of 22. Nope, 21 during this game. I was at a bar called Players. It is now a McDonald's at the corner of Phillips Lane and Preston Highway. Uh, It was a bar. And for some reason, I don't know if somebody challenged my manhood. I don't know what happened. I was firing tequila shots. Come on. Kentucky was playing Georgetown in the Final Four. So, we're at this bar. We're watching the game. Georgetown has Patrick Ewing. And Kentucky, I think they shot three for 33 in the second half. And I'm not making those numbers up. I think they shot three for 33 in the second half. I don't really remember much of it because of said tequila shots. And at the end of the night, I was leaning out of the back of a car, putting all the tequila back on the ground, if you know what I mean. Uh, Head first out of the back seat of a car.
1: They only made 13 field goals. I I think they were three
0: for 33 in the second half.
1: That adds up. Terrible
0: performance. Give Georgetown credit. They played defense. I think Georgetown won it all that year, if I'm not mistaken. That was a semifinal, national semifinal. But that 84 team was really, really good. Really good. So, they're going to honor them, I guess, what is the 84, 24, 40th year anniversary of that team in Rupp Arena. I mean, you can look it up. I don't know. What, uh, you won't be able to look this up. Kentucky usually, when they honor teams like that, they play well. I don't know what spread's going to be. I'm going to assume it's going to be double digits. They were no. six and a half. They were six and a half against Mississippi State.
1: It'll be single digits.
0: And I think Mississippi State is considered better than Georgia. I don't disagree with that. I think it's gonna be twelve, maybe thirteen. I'm going eight and a half. Maybe nine and a half. All right. But uh cats, they usually play well when this happens. Now, I like to play the next three game. Indiana's next three after um Wisconsin are at Illinois, Iowa, Penn State. Iowa at home, Penn State at home. Kentucky's next three at South Carolina. At Arkansas, so two road games in a row here, a disappointing Arkansas team that had a big win last this past week, and Florida in the rematch in Rupp Arena. So after these next four, theoretically, Kentucky could be 7-1 and one in the conference. I would assume by that time they're a top five team in the country if they can win all four of those games. By the way, top four teams in the country by the AP poll, mm mm-hmm. On the road Saturday.
1: Uh oh. Yeah. Money making chance.
0: Yeah. Or money losing chance, whichever way you want to look at it. Ah, uh, so there you go. Louisville and Wake Forest. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. That is. Do you even? Does anybody want to watch that game
1: at Wake Forest? Right.
0: At Wake Forest, noon on ESPN. U. On the U. The cards are six and 11, one and five in ACC play. Wake Forest is twelve and five, four and two in conference play. I can give you all these numbers: Kevin Miller eighteen a game, Hunter Salas seventeen and a half, Cameron Hildreth fifteen point seven, Andrew Carr fourteen point seven and a half rebounds. Did you get all that? Did you write all that down? Yep, I got it. Four guys averaging fourteen or more, so not a deep, deep bench here for Wake Forest. Louisville's played well lately. They're, they didn't play great against Carolina, especially in that first half, but they played really well in the second half. Played terrific basketball the entire game at Miami. Uh, so the last two road games, three out of the four halves, I thought Louisville played really, really well. They played with intensity. Yeah. They played with effort, which is step one. But with with that, you also have to execute. And they did, for the most part, in those three out of four halves of basketball. Um, They can beat this Wake Forest team. What's the spread on this one going to be?
1: I would say like 15 and a half.
0: See, you blow my mind here. Because if Kentucky, who's ranked eighth in the country, is only going to give Georgia, you're saying, nine. Mm -hmm. But Wake Forest, who is no Kentucky, to be fair, is given a Louisville team that's playing pretty good basketball here in the last two weeks, you want to give them
1: 15? What I'm doing is I'm giving more respect to Georgia than I am Louisville. That's what it comes down to. I, I How just much think
0: respect are you giving Wake Forest, who lost maybe, a home game to NC State? Maybe a
1: season. little more than I should.
0: <sighs> By the way, Louisville's next three,
1: whew, brutal. Duke, Virginia,
0: both at home, and then at Clemson.
1: It's a tough stretch. Yikes. Also, uh, But I said
0: that before Miami. I said before the Miami game, on this program, Louisville may not win a game in January, okay. the rest of January. And they go to Miami and, and score the last eight points win by eight. That's true. Um, they were in the game late against NC State. Now they had to make a run to get within the game. Uh, they were down 14 with two and a half minutes. Cut it to three twice. But they were in the game. And even Carolina, you're down five early in the second half after making a run there. So, I think Duke's overrated. They're ranked seventh in the country right now. They've only got three losses, but I think they're overrated. Virginia, Notre Dame beat Virginia by 20. Yeah. And then Clemson, at Clemson. That's going to be a a tough one uh, to get to. What were you going to say?
1: I was just going to let you know, there are eight games tomorrow. (laughs) Unranked teams hosting. Top oh,
0: 25s. and we're getting ready to go over that, plus the uh, a, a top 10 upset from last night on a home team that got upset last night. We'll talk about that. Unsponsored six-pack coming up as well. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Scooter. Thanks. Spears on Sports presented by m and Cartage. John Spears and studio. Final segment of the week. Ah, oh, Scooter. Well, we, you know, we get to talking, and then you got to run over back over to your little nook.
1: There. I was listening for a certain commercial, and I never heard it. So, that's <laughs> well, on me.
0: Yeah, that's certainly not on me. <laughs> uh, final segment on this week. The Thornton's text line remains open. 502-414-1450. 414-1450. You get your text into the show. All right. Um... We got a player at Miami, tight end, who was uh, granted a ninth year of eligibility, Cam McCormick. Nine years of eligibility.
1: I loved college as much as the next guy, but I wouldn't have wanted to stay for nine years. He
0: began his career at Oregon in 2016. He missed significant parts of four different seasons due to injury. You got a red shirt year. You got a COVID year of 2020, and he just – Petitioned the NCAA for his ninth season of eligibility.
1: I've been out of college now for 11 years, and I was only out of college (laughs) for three years. Here's what I was told by a coach
0: recently. A coach told me recently, not a head coach, but a coach told me recently, here's what's going to happen. Kid's going to graduate. He's going to be out of eligibility, and he is going to sue the NCAA and say they're taking away his right to earn a living in NIL money, Hmm. and he's going to win. And that is going to open the door so that anybody can play as many years as they want as long as they are enrolled full-time in the university. So you could have 36-year-old Jimmy Lipper playing basketball for Siena University uh, in his 15th season in the conference because he's still taking classes. And the the courts are going to say you cannot deny this kid, this person – he's not a kid anymore, 36 <laughs> – a right to make a living, make money with NL. An and that's what it's going to come to, and then it's going to be free reign. You can play as long as you want, as long as you're in class.
1: I mean, they should probably get ahead of that, that now crazy? and set up like a minimum – they're not, they're not.
0: They're not smart enough. They're not smart enough. That's true. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and do the uh, six-pack here, right? Let's uh, see. He's not ready. I'm ready. All right. There it is. Unsponsored six-pack presented by, well, me.
1: <laughs> Great sponsor.
0: Yeah. I am a, a sponsor it myself. Six-pack <laughs> is still doing, I think, eight games over 500. So, we got four NFL games. I'll pick all of those. I picked them yesterday, but we'll rehash it here for those of you who don't listen every day. And then two college basketball games tonight. We start uh, tomorrow with Houston and Baltimore, the Texans and the Ravens. I love the uh, Ravens tomorrow minus the uh, nine and a half. I think Lamar wants to prove that he is a franchise slash postseason quarterback. He's got one win in the postseason. C.J. Stroud does scare me a little bit. Uh, what he did against Cleveland last week. Now, the Cleveland defense, I mean, uh, the Houston defense was responsible for a couple of Joe Flacco pick sixes there last week, so it kind of got out of hand. But CJ Stroud has been better than advertised all season long. I just think Lamar and that defense, that defense is going to rattle CJ Stroud, and Lamar Jackson's got something to prove. Give me Baltimore minus the nine and a half. 8 tomorrow night, Green Bay and San Francisco. Uh, This is the only game I'm going to take the points in. Green Bay was impressive last week, and Jordan Love, has the last second half of the season, has been incredible. He has played, believe it or not, at an MVP caliber. 18 touchdowns and one interception the last half of the season. That's pretty good. San Francisco is going to win this game. They are the best team in the NFC. But 9.5 is a big number against a team that scores points I'll be very happy to have that nine and a half when Green Bay gets up 14 to seven. Now, if they get down 14 to nothing, then I'm going to get a little scared. But I'm going to take the Packers and the points there. Sunday, three o'clock, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Feels like a magical season in the Motor City. The Baker Mayfields are great. That's a terrible division that they won. Uh, That was a Philadelphia team on the road. Philadelphia was on the road last week that was just a train wreck. Baker Mayfield took advantage of it, but I think Detroit has their way with uh, Tampa this weekend. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure Tampa scores many points, and Detroit covers the 6.5. And, and finally, Kansas City-Buffalo game of the week. Buffalo's a 2.5-point favorite, 6.30 Sunday night on CBS. I said this Thursday. I'll say it again. I've always had a policy of – if I can get Kansas City with points, I don't care where they're playing and I don't care who they're playing, I'm taking them. I'm going against that this week. It is time for Josh Allen. Two-and-a-half point favorites. Give me the Bills minus the two-and-a-half. The Chiefs just, for whatever reason, have been pedestrian at best this season. They just have. Um, it's, I, don't, I don't know who to pin the blame on here. Tay-Tay. <laughs> I like that. That's a good idea. Taylor Swift, you rotten home wrecker. (laughs) You know, Trevor was so happy. Trevor. Travis, excuse me, was so happy with Patrick. And you just (laughs) you got in between them.
1: Ah, How dare
0: her. So there you go. All right, Indiana, Wisconsin, 830 on FS1 tonight. I already told you. I'm going to take Wisconsin. The numbers don't always tell the story. But in this case, I think they do. Defensive efficiency from Wisconsin is great. Indiana has shown struggles to score the basketball on the road. Um, And, look, Wisconsin, this is a bounce-back game for them. They're embarrassed about the loss to Penn State the other night. I'm going to take Wisconsin. I don't like the number, but if they win by 20, I'll feel like an idiot for not taking them, so I'm going to take Wisconsin. Well, and and
1: What's more likely, Indiana wins or Wisconsin wins by 20? So that's how you gotta decide. That is kind of the
0: way I'm looking at yeah. this. And finally, six thirty on FS one, the pregame, Georgetown and Xavier. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh Georgetown's eight and nine, Xavier's nine and eight. It's a twelve, that's the number. Who do you what? think who do you think I'm gonna take?
1: I Georgetown.
0: No, I'm taking Xavier. Yeah. I'm laying the laying the wood here. Give me I'm giving the twelve Georgetown's not very good. Xavier's better than 9-8, and eight, although they're not very good either in that conference. But I think this is a get-well feel for, for Xavier. At home on a Friday night, that Cincinnati crowd is going to be crazy. Yeah, that's probably not true. If they can even get there with all the snow. But I'm taking Xavier, and I'm giving the points by gosh. So there you go. There's your unsponsored six-pack. All right, college basketball last night. Oh, Penny. Oh, Penny. Memphis, ranked tenth in the country at fifteen and two coming in, had a twenty point lead on South Florida in the first half. Final score, South Florida seventy-four, Memphis seventy-three. Whoa. Oof. I watched the last six minutes of that game or so. Because it got close. It was one of those alerts on your phone. Hey, close game here. Yeah,
1: better flip it over. We
0: better, we better turn it on. I didn't even know what channel it was on. It was on ESPN. <laughs> You or CBS Sports I don't know what it was on, but I found it. Watched the last six minutes, and South Florida somehow went into Memphis, pulled off the upset. Uh, the system was 0-1 last night. Michigan, yikes, they're terrible. Yeah. 7-11 and 11 now. I don't know how they beat Ohio State the other day.
1: They're not very good either.
0: Illinois 88, Michigan 73 in Ann Arbor. <sighs> so the uh, system said take Michigan. The system was incorrect. And 23rd ranked Florida Atlantic pulled away late to beat Wichita State 86 77. Scooter mentioned it going to break. Eight games this weekend, eight games Saturday, two more on Sunday. So 10 this weekend where you have a ranked team on the road against an unranked team. That's a lot of bets to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I can make them all. I'll be single on them all. I can. I don't know if I want to. Number one, UConn is at Villanova. Now, I don't have any spreads on these games yet, I don't think.
1: No, nothing for tomorrow, yeah.
0: I'm looking. I don't have anything. Uh, UConn at Villanova, they're probably going to be somewhere in the 8 to 12 range as a favorite. Villanova has struggled this season. That's on Fox at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. So, prime time, national TV. <coughs> Excuse me, there's no cough button here. UConn at Minnesota or – I'm sorry, Villanova. Again, system says take the Villanova and the points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number two, Purdue at Iowa, 210 on FS1. Scoots, what do you think about that one?
1: Uh, Purdue should roll in that one. I mean, I, I, that may be one I'll leave off of the money line.
0: That's got to be 15, right? Oh, yeah.
1: I would I would guess so. Take the points.
0: Number three, Kansas at West Virginia. West Virginia stinks. <coughs> Jesse Edwards is hurt. Thank you. For, uh, I'm going to do it again. So, <laughs> thank you, Bud. <laughs> Jesse Edwards, the Syracuse transfer, is hurt. Uh, West Virginia is not very good. Kansas is probably on the road. Going to be about a, I would say, seventeen here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the but. System says take the points. And number four, North Carolina, is at – you ready for this one? Yep. Boston College. I'm going to say 20 on the spread here. Carolina was 21 over Louisville the other night at home, so it probably won't be 20. It'll probably be more like 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, there's my parlay. There it is. Villanova against UConn. Iowa against Purdue, West Virginia against Kansas, Boston College against Carolina. Do any of those four win outright?
1: I would say no, but college basketball has been crazy this year. I think if any
0: of them do, it's Villanova. Yeah, I agree. Even though Villanova's had a tough year. The other games in the system, ninth-ranked Baylor is at Texas. Texas coming off that home loss to Central Florida, crying about the horns down. They bounce back, and they beat Baylor outright. There okay. you go. 15th-ranked Oklahoma at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's gonna be close, may, may be favored in that game. Cincinnati may be favored in that game. Uh, let's see. 17th-ranked Marquette at Rick Pitino.
1: Ooh. I'll take
0: that one for sure. Creighton at Seton Hall is uh, another one, and two more on Sunday. You can look them up. Take the home team unranked against a ranked opponent. We'll uh, review them all on Monday, see how we did. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented about Eminem Cartage on the Big game.